Today on the Time Show, Vivek and Thomas Jefferson quote goes viral. Zelensky goes viral for appearing to be inebriated on drugs during an interview. Bud Light, Zach Bryan, Shane Gill's tweet, well, it flops again. Elon Meta enabling child exploitation, but Disney's still paying for ads on the platform. HBO beats out Disney Plus by showing actual profit. BYD to launch a performance luxury EV to compete with Ferrari. And AT&T to give each client about $5 in credit due to the outage. All that much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have HBO Max beats both Paramount as well as Disney to get the first streaming profit, a very rare thing in the streaming community. Disney's only been losing billions upon billions of dollars on their Disney Plus online streaming fiasco, which will allegedly make a fiscal profit this year. Maybe. Perhaps. They, they just keep alienating about half their client base and prospective clients. Who would have thought that wouldn't be a good idea? Well, granted, anyone with a modicum of intelligence, granted that would not describe most people working at Disney these days. However, going back to good old Max, which is a terrible name for a streaming platform, that's most appropriately perhaps named for a dog. But, yeah, that's... They, they thought internally, we're going to take the great brand that we built up for decades, HBO, then we're going to call it HBO Go or HBO Plus, and then we're going to call it HBO Max, and at the end of the day, for the streaming, they decided to call it Max, which... I don't know who works in their marketing department, but I guess their product is perhaps so overwhelmingly beneficial and good that it doesn't matter what it's called. Or perhaps I'm just old school and I always just think of HBO, which revolutionized the consuming of media by being one of the first subscription platforms, which is how they got around things like the FTC, or more accurately, the FCC, so they could have more spicy entertainment by sending you a little magical, well, magical, dumb it down, magical box in the mail to connect your TV to, so it wasn't on the public broadcasting. But nevertheless, going back to the modern era, this comes to us thanks to your weekly chin uh, on LinkedIn News. They note that Warner Brothers Discovery has some Hollywood bragging rights, quote, beating out rivals, studios, both Disney and Paramount to become the first with a profitable streaming platform. That's according to a Hollywood reporter. It brought in $103 million last year from the Max app. Which again, seems like the worst name, well, not the worst, but one of the most silly names you can have for an app. But nevertheless, a lot of people apparently downloaded it and generated $103 million, which they better be talking about profit because overall revenue, that's nothing for streaming platforms, relatively speaking. They also noted that, but this part of his fourth quarter earnings reports was overshadowed by, quote, weakness in key areas. Warner Bros. Disney, also known as, boringly as WBD, reported slumpish, slumping advertising sales and revenue in the fourth quarter was down around 7% due mainly to production delays from Hollywood labor strikes, which, spoiler, AI will fix that pretty darn quick and pretty darn soon considering most of Hollywood is just a copy-paste anyway. I don't know who writes the Fast and Furious scripts, but it might as well just be my nephew or niece because all they do is copy-paste and perhaps insert more absurd concepts and ridiculousness and have one or two cliche lines, and of course you have to pay Vin Diesel to say the word family multiple times. While interestingly enough, not being sponsored by Olive Garden, a missed opportunity of, and it's unfathomable almost with all the product plugins they have with that series, but nevertheless. Now, they noted that WBD also revealed it ended 2023 with 97.7 million st streaming subscribers, up from 95.1 million in the third quarter. Which, eh, that's not too shabby. Now, Perhaps the silver lighting for this situation in terms of, yeah, they're making a little bit of profit. They know that a lot of big news, they suspect they're going to have more increase in subscribers because they are going to have a Harry Potter series coming in 2026, which I was going to say, a wise man once said, time moves pretty quickly. If you don't take time to enjoy it every once in a while, yada, 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 I forget the rest. But nevertheless, that will be here before we know it. And that is perhaps one of the most important intellectual property relationships they have with J.K. Rowling. And that'll get a lot of people to tune in. I can't help but think a lot of people are going to subscribe just for that one show. 
as every streaming platform struggles to have some intellectual property that they maintain or they create. Because again, a lot of these things that people know, they're licensing deals and that's just a short-term fix. It's one of those instances where I think Netflix paid $100 million to have the streaming rights for the old show called Friends. And that increased their subscriber count because people would you know, buy Netflix to tune into that one specific show. But that's a short-term licensing agreement. Netflix doesn't own that in perpetuity. That's owned by, I forget who actually was the original creators of the show that licensed it out. But again, that's not going to be with Netflix forever. So a big way to actually get streamers and get people to buy into your streaming platform is to have more and more intellectual property that either create in-house or just buy outright. So it'll be interesting to see if Disney Plus maybe catches up and maybe shows a profit this year. Or maybe Paramount Plus, which Paramount, what are they doing these days? Sure, well, granted, probably, I'm definitely not the right audience since I, well, I do technically have a TV, but it's just above the treadmill. It's not like, not, I really don't tune into it during the week, or actually, usually for the weekend long runs. But nevertheless, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. Are you already subscribing to Max? And if not, is that something that you're going to maybe be interested in this year? I can't but think, I know a friend or two who has a Hulu account, because they have a couple of things apparently, but, and Netflix of course, seemingly everyone has. I like to say I'm part of the 1% of Americans that don't have Netflix. But, man, anecdotally speaking, I don't know a lot of people bragging about, you know, tuning into the Max, which, interestingly sound, but, let me know in the comments. As always, be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have BYD to launch a $223,000 EV luxury sports car to compete with Ferrari. And apparently that they say will quote unquote smoke a Ferrari. Now, I can barely say that with a straight face because it's an entirely different product category, but BYD is one of the fastest growing electric manufacturer of vehicles over headquartered in China. And granted, thanks to China being very friendly towards businesses, having very low regulation, low taxes, low minimum wage laws. They can make vehicles much more efficiently and much more cheaply than pretty much anyone else on the planet. You also don't have things like the EPA destroying jobs and factories in China. Quite the antithesis, the government actually incentivizes it. Who would, maybe someday the US will, politicians will care about US jobs. I, let's just say I'm not holding my breath. But BYD says, oh yeah, we're gonna come out with this vehicle, it's gonna be $233,000, so I misspoke, $233,000. They say that it's gonna be called the, and again, I, I don't wanna say the odds of me are mispronouncing this are 100%. I mean, let's say 89%, but they're gonna call it the Yang Wang U9. They're calling it an electric supercar. It'll go zero to 60, what? Oh, I forgot, they're, they're not in America. So they're, they're measuring it in zero to 100 kilometers per hour, which is actually zero to 62 miles per hour. Ridiculous. In 2.36 seconds, it's going to cost that much money. Now, this is quite interesting considering the business model of the company previously, they're known for, again, making the cheapest entry-level vehicles for electric vehicle category. Their entry-level EV costs like $14,000, which is basically nothing relative to the U.S. market and what we're seeing in terms of EV products that we can currently purchase. Now, Still, they also said they're going to have an electric SUV, but a couple of these websites are saying they're going to try to compete against Ferrari. It's going to be, they're, it's faster than the Ferrari. Jeez, who's in charge of marketing over there? The SF90 and the Bugatti Chiron, which that's good marketing. I guess remember that. Official time 2.5 seconds, quicker than the Porsche 911 Turbo S. And a lot of people are saying this is going to make real ripple effects, which I don't see that being a reality anytime soon. I also think it's quite comical when other manufacturers try to compete against Ferrari, um, not because of performance, but not a majority of Ferrari owners, but well, I take, let, let me take that back. A big part of Ferrari is the culture that they built throughout the decades. And people are buying into the Ferrari because of the Ferrari brand is a club and it's one of those very exclusive things where you can't just have money. Kind of, I mean, it's been that way since the founder all those years ago. It was really part of a whole, you have to fit in type of situation. And quite the antithesis is you go to Lamborghini. If you have money, you get whatever the heck you want, relatively speaking. And they also don't care if you modify your vehicle, which again, Ferrari, if you try to modify your vehicle, 
They're notorious for sending cease and desist, cease and desist letters to darn near everyone who modifies their vehicle. And I'm not sure how much this is really going to do in total sales. Cause again, the perception of BYD is entry level electric vehicle, main China. So they're entering, trying to enter the luxury market, the performance market. And there are one or two performance, as much as I hate to say it, performance electric vehicles. Well, granted, when it comes to my personal preference, performance vehicle would be an internal combustion engine with a manual transmission, also known as a stick shift, also known as having three pedals, also known as the most fun you'll ever have while driving a vehicle and enjoying the automotive experience. But I digress. I know a couple of folks are big fans of EVs and because of the inherent technology, they, they can go pretty darn fast. Though I still think the Dodge Challenger I've got the Demon Banana Falcon, where they call the last trim line, 0 to 60 in like 1.66 seconds, which that was a marvel Dodge Chrysler engineering. I wish they did it years ago. It was a good final hoorah. That is still technically the fastest car, but granted, you have to have special circumstances. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think this is really going to have that much of a big impact on the ultra-luxury performance vehicles, partially because of the brand. A lot of the luxuries people buy into is because of the brand, it's the heritage, they've been around for a while. They are not only just setting records on the track and you know having record horsepower and all that kind of good stuff. But let me know in the comments, would you pay, again, $233,000 for disposable, I mean an electric vehicle, the Yang Wang U9? I mean, I don't see it, but again, there might be a couple EV enthusiasts. There might be a couple of those out there who really do like this and they're gonna go ahead and they'll spend a quarter million dollars on a disposable vehicle. I mean, there might be 18 people, but let me know if you would ever purchase one. As always, be fascinated here what you have to say. Now going over to the Culture Problem Podcast, you have Bud Light, Zach, Brian, picture, well, it uh, kind of flips. Now this comes to Bud Light specific X Twitter profile and they say, quote, cold beer and Zach, Brian, that's music to our ears, unquote. And again, I don't know if they just, I mean, perhaps they're inebriated because they work at Bud Light, they don't know how to do social media, and or maybe they just are too drunk to actually click, you know, the at symbol on the computer. But again, you've seen this multiple times. I think they've successfully tagged someone on social media like once or twice. Maybe this is part of the contract where Zach Bryan said, I really don't want you to be tag you to tag me in your actual post. But if you're spending millions of dollars on a celebrity, to be a brand ambassador or whatever you want to call this type of situation, I would sure as hell want it to be showing up on their timeline. Now, granted, I don't know how many people would want that. That'd be pretty embarrassing to actually have that on your timeline, being a brand ambassador for Bud Light. But again, they didn't even tag him. They also didn't send you a link to a music video, which is purportedly what he does. He's holding an acoustic guitar. So one would think there'd be some type of promotion like maybe click this URL and see a video he created where he talks about having a Bud Light, which I know a lot of country music is depressing as hell. You lose your dog, you lose your truck, you lose your wife. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do appreciate a little country. I mean, the only thing that would make that situation worse, like let's say worse comes to worse, you lose your dog, you lose your truck, you lose your wife. What if then at the end of that, they gave you a case of Bud Light? That, again, that might be the final nail in the coffin for you to, I, I pray it wouldn't happen, but that might actually push someone to end their life prematurely. Because again, imagine you're at your worst. You lose all that and someone gives you a case of Bud Light. That'd be, that'd be quite maybe the definition of adding insult to injury. It, it certainly is going to turn your day around. I'll just say that much. But yeah, there's no URL to saying, oh yeah, hey, click on this. Oh, you know, maybe a music video for Bud Light or some type of promo where if you do a reply, you could actually win a chance to get some signed merchandise by this celebrity. But no, it's just him holding his acoustic guitar and holding a can of Bud Light. Now, interestingly enough, it's not a straightforward picture of him, and the picture is taken at an angle, so you actually don't see the whole Bud Light logo. You just see the the UD and HT on the can. And again, I'm sure this was taken at a at one of the it was taken at the Bud Light concerts that they're sponsoring. But I'm surprised they didn't take Photoshop just turn the rotate the can by 30 to 40 degrees, so you could perfectly see the logo. But perhaps I'm reading too much into this. Granted, maybe they just took the quick picture and they wanted to put this on them internets. And it did get more views than usual. So it's not completely, I mean, for multi-billion dollars, still failure. But for what is the new Bud Light, it is perhaps better than usual. It got 
22,000 views and 221 likes. So that's one of the best, most liked things for Bud Light this calendar year. And I'm granted that's probably just a lot of people who are fans of Zach Bryan, but mostly probably roasting it. I mean, probably, but let's dive in the comments and find out. One of the first ones comes from Josu Senpai, who simply says, hell yeah. No one liked that comment. However, Bud Light did respond saying, real ones know. Know what? Real ones know? Let's go to Joe C. Look at their profile. Maybe there's, let's see. They joined in 2010, 615 followers. Holy Moses. This, this might be the third time it's happened all year, folks. This person only has one or two posts about winning free crap. They actually have a lot of reposts about sports balls, posts about social commentary. It's not someone who's just a alleged bot who just copy pastes for you know every little free crap you can win on X Twitter with sweepstakes and grap, you know raffle cards, raffle tickets for gift cards. Nevertheless, it's actually a real profile. I was I was shocked that it usually never happens. So that's probably the third time this year. You also have a handsome son of a bitch. This profile is named The Topping Show. And he says, quote, Bud Light is buying a lot of celebrities and sports balls endorsements. Will that sales, will that boost sales though? Can't wait to see the latest sales reports. Then of course I did use a GIF, or as you might say a GIF, of someone drinking a cup of coffee saying I'm just here for the ratio. Not to brag, but they did get seven likes, which hilariously enough is actually more than some of my videos get. But I'll take it. You also have someone by the name of the kinder, gentler MFR says those hidden response, there's hidden replies, I'm quoting nine likes, and we will tune into those in a second here. You have Reese Wisden saying, quote, I would consider having a Bud Light once a public apology. Till then, no way, unquote. That got 30 likes. Now, granted, I did like that as well. But still, that is quite a few likes. You also have the ringmaster saying, quote, absolutely, Bud Light. I'll be there as soon as I'm, gone, I'm done stroking my girlfriend's private penis. I don't think a nice way of saying that, but if I say private part, that would lose the meaning. Now that got 47 likes, which is quite a few. We have Derek Townsend saying, send me tickets for the Los Angeles show, unquote, getting two likes. Which, you also have Starry Night saying, I would love to see him in concert, love his music, getting three likes. The power of celebrity endorsement seems to be working. We're getting some not negative comments. Although we go to the Starry Night profile, what are they doing? Let's see here. They are. Hmm. I'll be damned. I might have to, you know, take a, put this, save the, save the, save this episode, and maybe send it to Bud Light. That's another authentic comment. You look at their profile, and it's not just fifty million things asking for free crap. It is a seemingly real person. I'll be damned. You also have Tabor saying, quote, wow, very brave for Zach Bryan to come out like this. Pride flag, unquote. They got 33 likes. Count Swagula says, quote, an apology for calling us fratty and out of touch would be music to my ears. Unquote, getting 30 likes. Painful Truth says, quote, does Zach take re request? We'd love to see him sing Goodbye Horses. And is accompanied by a gif of Dill Mulvaney and Bud Light. That got 15 likes. Silvish MD says, all you have to do is apologize, unquote, getting 20 likes. Scotty Baby TM says stand with Riley Gaines getting 23 likes. Fury, but mostly peaceful tweet says, quote, seems kind of fratty and out of touch. I don't know. Unquote getting 12 likes. Subway fails, though, interestingly enough, is not of the one subway in which you eat high fructose corn syrup disguised as bread, but is actually Subway fails, a picture of Subway, and it has a picture of a rainbow, not a thermometer, but half circle is divided into six different sections and says, so gay, gay, uh, gay AF, gay, deeply gay, very gay, super gay. And a little thermometer, a little pointy thing is that gay AF. They got 28 likes. Scrolling down here more and more. Let's see. The heck? No. Some people calling it a bundle of sticks water. Getting between 7 and 10 likes. Mattis simply says gay beer. They got 7 likes. 
Angry Alan. I'm surprised they did not censor this because, again, for nearly a year since Alyssa's hire child thought of the brilliant idea to hire Dylan Mulvaney for $185,000 for a couple of videos and a picture with Dylan's face plastered on a can celebrating 365 days of womanhood. Well, Bud Light was so, this again shows how bad litigious the United States is. Bud Light was apparently afraid to say anything bad about the VP of marketing who thought of that business blunder of the century. So anything about her, they also, if you said anything bad about her on social media, Bud Light would come in and censor those comments immediately. Now in this case, they had a picture of Alyssa Heiderschild with ugh, some type of, again, I always say men should always suit up. We always look the best. She's wearing some type of gray, lame-looking suit, which is a terrible color for a suit, obviously. Oh, wait. I spoke too soon. Never mind. But in all seriousness, she's wearing some type of suit. She has a little trans pride flag on her lapel. Has a really creepy smile. Creepier, perhaps, than Ron DeSantis or Dil Mulvaney. It's almost like a monster smile. But nevertheless, then it says, Too Friday for me, bro, which is a statement she foolishly, foolishly said during an interview where she was describing the brand she was in charge charge of increasing the sales for, which subsequently alienated 30 to 50% of their audience, depending on what sales metrics you're looking at. Now, that got 31 likes. I still can't believe this. Because again, that was posted a couple days ago, but I can understand it being for, up for a minute or two, but Bud Light didn't hide this immediately. So I don't know if this means, again, speculation here. I'm just wondering, maybe she's already left the company or she's agreed to, because again, the rumor is she's on quote unquote, unpaid leave of absence or something like that. Can't They don't want to legally say they fired her because they're worried that she'll sue them for her destroying their company. But it's interesting to see her showing up more and more on the newsfeed or on the reply section. And then you have one, two, three, four more people saying Bud Light is gay. Dan Hobbs saying, quote, drink Bud Light if you like chicks or dicks. I hope getting 20 likes. Let's see here. Do one or two more. Jim the Fat Guy says, quote, I don't care who you bribe. I don't care if Kid Rock, Joe Rogan, and the President Trump tell me it's okay to drink Bud Light. No Bud Light until you apologize and denounce ESG, unquote. Getting seven likes. And a lot of other comments saying, you know, apologize. Let's see here. Ooh, this post make these comments may be sensitive. Well, of course, we're going to click that button. Click that and we see Hunter Biden on drugs, passed out in the bathtub with Dill Mulvaney in front of him. And there's Bud Light cans in the background. They got 10 likes. Let's see here. You have PC, oh no, PPC 2025. No idea what that stands for, but that profile simply said 100% gay, getting 12 likes. I forget who the U.S. general is who got the gender reassignment. I forget their name, but that person also replied to that person on a, ooh, in a bikini on a can, but liking 10 likes. Wow, someone paid to do that? So PC2025 is staying busy. This is another this is a picture from him. Someone paid to make a sticker to put over a can of blue Bud Light, and it simply says Bud Gay and Wokeness.com. So someone actually paid to design and print that sticker and put it on the Bud Light can. That got 10 likes, though. And wow, there's a lot more. But they have the old Budweiser with the toad saying Bud F-er, getting 13 likes. A lot from him. He is staying busy. This is all PPC 2025. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, then you get a couple others from other people. Now, if you go to the very, very top, of course, those are the ones that Bud Light specifically censored, the hidden responses. So, of course, we have to click the bonus button there. We click that. Again, PPC 2025 is staying busy. He's one of the first responses. And he has the Bud Light can that's been photoshopped to say, bundle of sticks light, and it says, cut off your dick. And the hilarious part to me is the little nuances, the little disclaimer that normally says you have to be 21 to drink, the little disclaimer that's, it's barely there. It's like, you have to really look for this joke to see it. It says, please cut off your dick responsibly, unquote. Now that got 14 likes before it was hidden by Bud Light. This, is this the same guy? This guy's got a lot of time in his hands. PPC 2025 had the pride can of, of Bud Light bottle. It said the number one choice of trannies and bottles of sticks, getting eight likes. Is this all him? We have, yeah, PPC 2025, a lot of pictures of Bud Light. A meme, probably the best meme is Bud Light with a pistol. And it says Dylan Mulvaney marketing campaign and the pistol, the foot is Bud Light. Obviously shooting themselves in the foot. 
Then you have Zuma. Oh, let's see here. With a Photoshop picture of Del Mulvaney on a, say, a can of cans of Bud Light arranged into a tank that got five likes. So again, as youth might say, epic fail. But again, it really doesn't inspire you to buy the product. It reminds me you paid Zach Bryan lots of money to hold a can of Bud Light and perform at your event. But I, I, I don't know. And again, there are some people who love sports balls figures that love country musicians, love comedians, where they'll buy whatever the hell they endorse. But I don't know. To me, perhaps I'm much... I just scrutinize the advertisements a little bit more. Granted, I'm not the core audience or the core prospective client that Bud Light is looking for. Truth be told, I really don't drink beer. I, perhaps when this occasion calls for it, may enjoy spirits. But yeah, it really doesn't inspire me to go out and buy it. Let me know, would you ever, does this brand ambassador inspire you to go out and spend copious amounts of your hard-earned dollar on Bud Light? I mean, as always, I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have Elon Musk tweeting about Meta enabling child exploitation, but Disney still pays to put advertisements on that platform. Now, this after you had controversy of Disney threatening and then subsequently removing paid advertisements on X Twitter when Elon allegedly said something that was anti-Semitic, the most morally vacuous and I would argue, well, dark humor, hypocrisy being IBM pulling their, plat pulling their advertising dollars off of X Twitter after Elon said something, when IBM, you can make the argument that they are perhaps one of the most morally vacuous companies since the dawn of time. Look up a book by Edwin Black. It's called IBM and the Holocaust. Spoiler alert, IBM had the punch card technology that enabled them to track people, trains, products, and they took the census that allowed, the, allowed Germany to identify all the Jewish community and all the numbers that were later inscribed on their arms, they were all made, tracked by IBM. And yet IBM said, oh yeah, Elon, we don't like what you said. We're going to pull our funding. So that was, to many people, I think, kind of a signal that it wasn't really about what Elon had said in a, I think he had some poor taste comment, but it wasn't really about that. It was about, I would say most people, I would agree, it was him about not giving in to the general census and wanting and allowing more freedom of speech. Now, again, Elon actually came in and he got rid of a lot of the child exploitation that were previously subsequently on X Twitter. In fact, I forget the name of one of the executives at X Twitter. They actually found child material on his personal device, which perhaps is kind of just goes to show you what it used to work at X Twitter. Now, Elon said, quote, Meta staff found Instagram tool enabling child exploitation the company pressed ahead anyway, and yet Disney spends billions on advertising on Meta. And there's an article linked to the Wall Street Journal, and it talks about how the platform was enabling the most morally vacuous act, I would argue, ever. And Elon got 14.8 million views and 84,000 likes. Now, Elon Musk also said New York Times 2, and... It goes to an article saying the marketplace of girl influencers managed by moms and stalked by men, which is quite concerning. They got 11,000 likes. Scrolling down, you have Ashley St. Clair saying, quote, quote, for those who don't want a paywall, Wall Street Journal says, quote, Metastaff found Instagram tool enabling child exploitation. The company pressed ahead away. Employers, uh, employees offered suggestions to reduce the risk of misuse of subscription accounts Featuring miners, Meta took another approach, saying its programs were well monitored. Unquote. They got 1.3 thousand likes. Robbie Starbucks said, "Quote: There's a war on children, and Disney not only doesn't care, they're contributing to it, getting 1.2 thousand likes." You also have Tim Young saying, "Quote: Funny how they allow that, but labeling my Instagram meme with a Hunter Biden pick of him wearing a scarf, adult content, and restricting my account for months." I quote: "Getting 1.2 thousand likes." Well, yes, was, there's the famous meme of being in Facebook jail, and it is quite telling when there's only one category you're not allowed to criticize on Facebook. You can make all the jokes you want if you want to be about old white guys or Christianity or Catholicism. Those jokes will always be on the platform. However, there are a couple other categories. If you even hint at a joke, they're supposed to be taken down immediately. I can't tell you the number of times, and I'm a part of a couple of meme groups, including uh, tech memes I find pretty entertaining as well. But there are a couple of those meme groups where you look at it, you see it on the screen for a second, 
And when you click on the comments, it says, oh yeah, this page is down for, this uh, post has gone down for maintenance. Which is a nice way of saying they're erasing it from history. Now going back to a couple other comments here. Someone by name of General TM said, quote, I prefer a social media platform that doesn't allow pedophiles, and quote, 326 likes. You have Dave Benner, Nemesis, and Neocon saying, quote, the FBI can quickly pinpoint anyone who leaks classified documents within days, but didn't uncover a single Epstein Maxwell client in years. This tells you everything you need to know about their priorities, unquote, getting 505 likes. Which, yes, it's all about, you know, what do they really want to do and what are their real objectives? Where are they really putting their effort into these things? Jack Smith says, quote, Disney needs to go bankrupt. We need to see it, unquote, getting 494 likes. Red Wave Press, which A-plus marketing the profile picture, is in fact of a red tidal wave. Though, it would be even more perfect if the tidal wave was actually crashing upon an old printing press. But, nevertheless, the Red Wave Press says, quote, Disney has proven that they hate free speech and has no problem supporting child exploitation on meta platforms. It's two-faced, unquote, getting 256 likes. I wonder if anyone's going to bring up the meager Muslim camps or concentration camps in China, where, you know, Disney cares about, and they say they care about human rights, and then they'll go film a They'll actually go film a production over in, you know, communist China, where they quite literally have concentration camps. Interesting. The hypocrisy is quite unpalatable. I wonder if there's any contrarian statements here. Uh, let's see. Ellie simply says Meta is pathetic and Disney is such a disappointment. And there's a meme that says Disney to do remake of Snow White. And it's Snow White using a urinal with all the seven doors looking up astonished and scared. They got 116 likes and... I'm surprised they actually didn't Photoshop the biological man who wears dresses, who works at Disney, they employ this person, and actually sells dresses to little girls at Disneyland. Or Disney World, I can never remember which one is which. It's all a magical place, I'm told. Scrolling down, you have Ryan Sheeds saying, quote, you support domestic terrorism. You support domestic terrorism and a convicted rapist? Nothing changes that fact? While that is mentally vacuous, they got 119 likes. This person does not even elaborate on how, on what that means. Not a very compelling response. It is contrarian to say someone who's saying something against Elon, but again, not very compelling. And great, I know you're limited on the number of characters you can use in your post and your response on X Twitter, but yeah, not very good compelling because you didn't bring up the two things you're talking about. So if someone isn't, again, I don't see how in any way Elon supports those things. See here, going down a little bit more. Let's see here. The architect said, quote, parents offering up their own children to pedophiles online shows you exactly how close we are to a societal collapse of epic proportions, unquote. Getting 295 likes. Scrolling down. Matthew J. Show simply says, Disney equals evil, unquote, gained 14 likes. Fox, though not the news, it's a lady. And she has stars, the sorry emoji in her profile, but not a picture of a fox, that, or an emoji of a fox. That just is a fail. But nevertheless, it's alleged fox. says, absolutely disgusting, gained 34 likes. And interestingly enough, given the U.S. government and how they seem to be more and more open about their selective prosecution... I don't think Meta will ever get in trouble on a federal level just because they make the right donations, they make the right people look good. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg donated about, not about, $400 million during, I believe, the 2020 election or 2022 midterms, I forget, but it was an unfathomable amount of money. And, I mean, let me know in the comments if you think differently, but I just don't see Facebook being held accountable anytime soon for this. I mean, in any rational world, they would certainly be held accountable for this most moral vacuous act. But let me know, do you think Facebook will ever face any actual charges for this? Or do you think they'll ever actually do anything to fix the problem? As always, be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy on Tarnashashin Jefferson quote around tyranny of the mind goes viral on X Twitter. Now this comes to us thanks to, again, Vivek's personal X Twitter profile. And he says this little quote before he actually says it in the video, he says, quote, I have sworn upon the altar of God, eternal hostility against every form of tyranny, 
over the mind of man, unquote. as from Thomas Jefferson, September 1800. And it's only about a minute 12 long, so it's not too bad. So I'm going to go ahead and, without further ado, play it over here. I'm at the Jefferson Memorial, taking my son Arjun around to see the monuments. Speak about our founding fathers, I want to pass that on to our kids so they have an understanding of our history as well. Thomas Jefferson, he was a guy who spoke not just of a tyranny in general, he spoke specifically about standing up to a tyranny of the mind. He was a guy who had a mind that was boundless in its capacity. Wrote 16,000 letters, the equivalent of essays over the course of his lifetime. Wrote the Declaration of Independence, of course but also an inventor of the polygraph test of the swivel chair. He risked not just his life, but also his fortune, went bankrupt almost several times over, spending his personal fortune for public libraries. Contrast that with the politicians in Washington, D.C. today, using public money to advance their personal goals. These are our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson included, who were using their personal fortunes, always to the point of bankruptcy almost in certain cases, to advance the goals of the country. It's worth remembering these guys, and. You know what, I think we live in a 1776 moment today. That's what Thomas Jefferson would tell us if he were alive right now. And we honor that legacy, not by shutting up, sitting down and doing what, was, what we're told, but to standing up against the tyranny of the mind that I think prevails today. Eloquence, couldn't have said it better myself. And it is quite unfortunate. I wonder how many average students in the United States even know who Thomas Jefferson is when, you know, I should be told, public schools in terms of all the metrics they're at all-time low every every test they take they do a little bit worse on it. and yet the ACT scores at a 32 year low actually and yet the teachers unions they say deserve more and more money and fascinatingly enough the areas where they spend the most money on students they actually perform the worst think of Chicago and Detroit students so it'll be interesting to see hopefully more and more people type hear these types of messages and I think probably overwhelming majority of the comments will be in support of Vivek, but let's dive in the comments and find out. First one comes from Paul Zizupa saying, quote, God is great. He's part of the foundation of the USA. That's a good thing. Unquote, getting 57 likes. Daniel says Trump 2024 getting 18 likes. Standing for Freedom Center says, quote, the record shows America is a Christian nation. Here's why. Unquote, getting 2.7 thousand likes. You have, scrolling down more and more. Ooh, we have Atal Agarwal saying, quote, 1800s, Thomas Jefferson was a publicly a consistent opponent of slavery, calling it immoral depravity. 2024, 1.8 million high-skilled legal Indian immigrants waiting for 100 years to get a green card in America, unquote. Getting 41 likes, but 100 plus years, that's, what? Is he combining the years of all those? Not sure what he's talking about, considering how much business the United States does with India, especially with technology. They're one of the largest outsourcing places on the planet. Mo I mean, WePro is one of the largest IT consultants on the planet with all the help they have. And they frequently have employees come to the United States, not just on temporary visas, but I know also they become permanent residents in some cases, and some go on to become citizens. Interesting comment, though. Going down, you have Chris Ross saying, quote, Vivek, I am so hopeful that you will play a major role in the next administration. Men like you are hard to come by, and it is my opinion that our founding fathers hoped that this dream of the American experiment would be protected by guys like you. Thank you. I'm quoting 46 likes. Bulldog for Vex, and quote, fun fact, Thomas Jefferson was the first vice president before becoming president of the United States. Number three, gained 16 likes. And I should have wrote, spoke about the statistics earlier. This, for Vic, didn't do the best, but I thought it was one of the best messages he put out lately. It got 437,000 likes in the first 48 hours, so earlier it did probably not too bad. It also got 21,000 likes. So an important message, and I wonder how many Americans truly believe in the Founding Fathers these days, and how much, how much will it really resonate with people. But not too surprised that when you're scrolling down, you got, again, you have the one or two contrarian statements. But... As usual, pretty much overwhelming positive responses for Vivek. And again, it'll be fascinating to see what his future is when it comes to politics. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, they have Zelensky going viral for appearing to be high and inebriated on drugs during an interview. Now, if America, I can't imagine an American not knowing who Zelensky is. I mean, there are probably more people who know who he is versus their state senators and their local officials and local mayors, which makes sense considering most of your tax dollars have been going to him lately. Again, the U.S. has given Ukraine over 
leave about $200 billion between, not only cash, people talk about, you know, they sent them over $100 billion in cash, true, but in terms of $200 billion around cash, as well as a mixture of not only physical military armaments, but also you have medical, and you have some, I believe, like food and quote-unquote humanitarian uh, items as well. So it's one of the largest tax recipients from the United States. And also, he is one of the highest fashion offenders on the planet. We've given him billions of dollars, and he comes to visit us in his sweater. As we all know, men always suit up. And I can't imagine getting paid a couple hundreds of billions of dollars now you have the respect to actually properly suit up and, you know, dress up. But instead, wear the same silly sweater pretending he's a soldier where there's a lot of people wondering, why do we ever see, is it just propaganda? How close is he really to the action? That's a big point of speculation for some of the people who dare to critique him. Now, this comes from War Clandestine on X Twitter. And as the youth might say, it went viral, getting 3.8 million views and 39,000 likes in the first 48 hours. So... It's had a couple days to brew, pun moderately intended. Now, he says before the video, quote, Zelensky is visibly high as hell on MSNBC. How much longer are we going to let this clown show go on? This man looked coked out of his mind while getting asked about the war. He is losing. This is the guy Congress wants to give another $60 billion of our money to. And thankfully, it's only about 34 seconds. So we'll play it right quick. Mr. President. I just returned from several areas along the front line in the south and in the yeah. east and soldiers there who who sits like this he's like again you're a billionaire i'm surprised he's not smiling a little bit more told me they have to ration their ammunition they don't have enough weapons to advance they can only defend themselves in some cases they're losing territory what happens to your country if this American aid doesn't arrive? We will lose a lot of people. We will lose territories. Which I'm surprised they have to ration ammo considering every, pretty much every country on the planet has been giving them billions upon billions of dollars of dollars in ammunition. It's basically the whole world versus Russia. I'm, it's astonishing how much how many resources has been shipped there. And yet, it's actually fascinating also, the mainstream media. Remember when they were telling us, oh yeah, this will be done in a, in a second. Russia's got old Soviet technology. I mean, Ukraine's going to push them back. Ukraine's, well, it'll be, it'll be done in a week or two. Yeah, about that. Not so much. And more and more Americans are starting to critique, wondering, well, why is this money going missing? We don't have, we actually are send, just sending cash, not really having any audits or any you know, any really requirements for it? Why is Zelensky canceling elections? He's disbarring some religions. He's actually getting rid of his political opponents. He also says they'll only have an election if the U.S. pays for it. Interesting to see what our money is doing over there. Now, go to the comments. Well, the first one comes from Matthew J. Show saying, quote, imagine giving billions to this cokehead, unquote, getting 732 likes. Earwax Abe says, quote, it's got to be a movie at this point. It looks like Hunter Biden sitting at the table with a little map of Ukraine made out of cocaine. And he says, look, Dad, it's Ukraine, unquote, getting 944 likes. And that being one of the scenes from Lord of War, which the Victor Bout was an international arms dealer or trafficker, whatever you want to categorize him as. He was a gentleman where he was in jail, took us the United States millions of dollars of resources to catch this guy. And then we traded a WNBA player for him, a WNBA player that doesn't even like our country. Though she does have the accolade of being the only WNBA player, WNBA player in history where people actually know her name, Brittany Griner, because she was so mentally vacuous as to bring drugs into Russia. Not very smart, though. I guess no one should be too surprised at that fact. The only WNBA player in history where we will know her name because we traded Victor Bout for her. So fun little fact about that little meme, it's quite appropriate to say the least. Going down, you have Common Sense Prevails says, quote, there's a good reason Hunter had a sleepover. And it says, introducing my kilo. And it's Hunter Biden hugging a giant bag of cocaine. It says, quote, use the promo big guy to get 10% off. Unquote, gaining 779 likes. You have Gorm the Young saying, quote, imagine a night out in Kiev with Zelensky and Hunter on the U.S. taxpayer's dime electric, gaining 380 likes. Scrolling down, you have one bad dude saying, quote, the Democrats support this, unquote, gaining 130 likes. Believer in truth, justice, and freedom saying, quote, he shows every sign of cocaine. His pupils are light. His grinding his teeth a bit 
pasty, sweating, jumping, and quoting 568 likes. Am I the only one who's critiquing his fashion, perhaps? Let's see. You have Ryan Woleski saying, quote, Hunter Biden must be visiting Ukraine, getting 320 likes. Jason says, quote, and you know this how his mannerisms could be down to stress. I got 122 likes. We finally found a contrarian statement. Perhaps there will be more. Right. Again, I think more and more people will, will probably be critiquing him in the comments. But we did find one contrarian saying, how do you know this? His mannerisms, what stress? He's getting pretty much every taxpayer dollar imaginable, not working the front lines, and the whole world is on his side. And well, millions, I mean, granted billions of dollars also disappearing. So I can't help but think his retirement plan is pretty padded to say the least in terms of his bank accounts. And even if you're stressed, you're not that fidgety. You might run your hand through your hair. You might look agitated, but he looks very much fidgety in this video. Scrolling down more and more, you have 1776 Ultra Maga says, quote, if McConnell and company had agreed to an inspector general to oversee the spending, the bill might have had greater support. Why didn't he want that? Unquote, gained 46 likes. Let's see. Misty Dawn says, quote, it's not the first time. It's so gross and wrong that we are supporting foreign gangsters' drug habits. Unquote, gained 63 likes. JG simply says, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Unquote, gained 108 likes. Oh, another contrarian statement. They're starting to brew to the surface. Although I don't know what kind of, I guess brewing more is more for beer in terms of a pun. I don't know what cocaine does. It's powdering to the surface, something to that effect. And Wrecked Capitalist says, quote, to be fair, he hasn't slept in two years. I'm quoting 22 likes, which, yeah, I don't know about that. Let's see here. Ted Klober Lang says, quote, Ukraine can't win and they are going to invade Russia. Are they now going to invade Russia and capture Moscow or move Putin? That's how you win a war. History dictates Russia isn't going to stop. All we are going, all we are doing is depleting our resources on cooking. 17 likes. Well, thankfully, we'll just take out another loan from China and drive out the debt even more. U.S. debt clock is over $37 trillion now, which, yeah, it's not going to be good when that bill comes up. Freedom, F-W-E-E-D-O-M, Simply had a picture of Scarface with a Photoshop picture of Zelensky on it, getting 125 likes, one of the top ones. Let's see. Iris Iris Adsmon said, How did this dancer entertainer become president? It's very weird. Who thought he has relevant skills for politics? Unquote, getting 14 likes. He was a comedian prior to this, though. I mean, shoot, a lot of people will shoot right back at that statement saying, Well, a lot of people really like Donald Trump, and he was a businessman and entertainer prior to become president. So, I mean, that is certainly a critique, but I, I don't know how much water that uh, that argument really holds these days when we see more and more individuals not having a career in politics getting into politics and having success. Now, Zelensky, I don't know. I mean, in terms of, you could probably argue he's having unprecedented success, how many billions of dollars the country is getting, but I partially digress let's see let's see Droof says quote Zelensky hasn't pulled his side enough of the nest egg for when he flees Ukraine just before the collapse he can get his hands on a little more if we just fund them another 60 billion gains seven likes so a couple contrarian statements but still overwhelming majority saying you know basically why are we sending him money he definitely looks like he's inebriated on drugs and Again, it's one of those things where American sentiment, I think culturally, from that perspective, is shifting. I see more and more people starting to ask, you know, how much we spent on this? How does it affect our daily lives? Why should we care? There's a lot of people starting to critique it. Now, that being said, politicians seem to rarely actually listen to their constituents, which, again, when that happens, vote them out subsequently, or even primary them yourself if you want to get into politics. But it will be interesting to see if the U.S. actually ever puts the brakes on supporting the Ukraine. And what do we do, or what does anyone do, to de-escalate the situation? Because, again, I don't, I don't think mo many people want the conflict to increase or ratchet up where you have more people dying on both sides. And, and it'll be interesting to see what type of peace agreement we go to. I mean, they are, there was a peace on the table in the beginning, but the U.S. basically told, you know, our buddy in the, you know, in the U.K., Boris Johnson, said, hey, no, no, we're, we're not going to have peace off the bat. So, 
let me know in the comments when do you think this conflict might come to an end hopefully it will come to it peacefully and do you think the u.s will ever stop printing money and giving away money and taking out loans for helping out those countries like ukraine as always be fascinated to hear what you have to say Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have AT&T outage costing them $5 per customer affected. Now, that is about how much they're offering to compensate folks for that outage. This comes to us thanks to cbsnews.com. They say, quote, AT&T to offer customers a $5 credit after phone service outage. Here's how you have to get it. Now, they know that they are going to provide $5 credits to customers who are potentially impacted by the widespread outage while well, tens of thousands of customers reported losing cell phone service for most of the day. Now, this looks like it was a letter sent to 18 employees. CEO John Stankley said, quote, a $5 credit is the cost of essentially a full day of service. They say they apologize for disruption. And the company claims it was, quote, due to the application and execution of an incorrect process used while working to expand our network, not a cyber attack, unquote. Now, fascinatingly enough, anecdotal evidence, a very small sample size, but I did a poll on LinkedIn, and I asked people, what do you think was the major cause of the outage? And I asked with the four options being, one, you know, just AT&T had an internal mistake, they messed up, two, cyber attack, three, solar flare, four, comment or other. And 58% of the people in my poll said they thought it was a cybersecurity attack. Now, granted, the poll was a pretty small sample size, about, I think, 158 people actually voted in that. And granted, it's skewed based on my connections geographically and their careers and you know industry. But it is fascinating to see more and more people start to think it's a cybersecurity attack when AT&T is claiming it's because of their internal internal their internal faux pas. But I mean, whether it was a cybersecurity attack or whether it was an internal outage, at the end of the day, it still did disrupt the service and make the brand look bad, and everyone freaked. People were obviously irate. I'm actually astonished actually offering anything since, I mean, usually the terms of service are pretty much like many a contract skewed against you. And you see this with a lot of home internet service providers or ISPs where your bandwidth and you actually, you'll pay for a gig, but you look at how much your speeds are, it's maybe 600, 700 megabytes per second. And of course there's always some fine print saying, oh yeah, that's a gig. So you have to have it, you know, you have to have a physical, a little plug into the laptop with the ethernet cable. It has to be the perfect time of day with all the perfect circumstances. And very similar, there's usually something like that when it comes to disruptions. So there's no, I don't think there's any legal way you could force them to pay this. Now, I understand for PR, it obviously makes them really good, but still the shareholders aren't gonna be too happy because again, it's $5 and it is a credit, so it's not like it's cash coming out of the company, but that means it's lost sales. So the sales are going to actually go down $5 per user. And again, that adds up a lot in aggregate considering how many actual customers AT&T has. So whether or not what the real reason was, the fact that they had that outage with their name on it, and now it's gonna cost them a pretty penny. Cause again, with all those customers affected, the $5 will add up with lost revenue. That certainly has to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month. So if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a thumbs up, thumbs down, or comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback on how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.